When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Turn up your volume. Because you're about to listen to The Sick Podcast. With Tony Marinero. Sports entertainment like no other. It's going to be sick. Brought to you by Essentia. The world's only natural memory foam mattress. Beyond organic sleep. It's The Sick Podcast. Marinero. And joined today by none other than the extraordinary, the award-winning, the unbelievable, the best there is, best there was, best there ever will be. How's that, huh? James Duffy of PSN, how are you? Thank you, Tony, for reading exactly what I sent you. (laughs) Uh, I I actually, believe it or not, I think it's the first time that uh, I've had a chance to chat with you. As long as we've both been with TSN, for me, 18 and a half years. And for you, how long? Spring of 98, so 21, I guess. Crap, 23. I don't do very good math. 23 years. Wow, pretty cool, pretty cool. Anyway, pleasure to talk to you. Of course, uh, it's a great time for you and your city, uh, which is uh, Toronto, of course, and me and my city in Montreal, because for the first time since 1979, the Montreal Canadiens and the Toronto Maple Leafs are going to battle in the playoffs. I guess the next question is, long series or short series? Uh, I don't know. I I don't think, I think you'd be stupid to just write off the Habs. So I'm going to say, I'm going to say it'll go at least six. And, you know, Toronto has all those skeletons from years past. So I hate to say that it depends a lot on Carey Price, but if Carey Price can be, you know, Pittsburgh Penguins playoffs last year, Carey Price, and then then we have ourselves a series. But I do think, and look, I'm not a Leafs fan. I know you say I live in Toronto. I live north of Toronto. I'm surrounded by Leaf fans. I'm not a Leaf fan. I hope we have a seven-game series, and I could care less which way it goes, frankly. But uh, I do think Toronto's, you know, it's, it's not being, um, you know, bleeding blue and white to say that the Leafs have a better all-around roster. You just look at the regular season. So I think it would be a significant upset if the Habs won. But, hey, playoffs, uh, let's look at the first weekend of the playoffs and all those overtime games and one-goal games. I think we'll have a series. It's a sick podcast. The show is brought to you by Essentia, the world's only natural memory foam mattress. Go to myessentia.com slash sickpod and see why Essentia is the mattress of choice for many athletes including over 25% of professional hockey players. Use code SICKPOD for a free pillow with your purchase. Essentia Beyond Organic Sleep. All right. Like you said, the Leafs are favored to beat the Canadian. 
And what if they lose? Does anyone pay the price? Let's start with GM Kyle Dubas. In your opinion, James Duthie, if the Leafs get upset by the Canadians, is Dubas's job in trouble? Yes or no and why? No. I mean, there's going to be a ton of heat in this marketplace, but I don't think I don't think he would get fired. Uh, and I don't think Sheldon Keefe would get fired. I don't think it would happen. I think they'd have at least another year. Uh, there'd probably be some heat on maybe Brendan Shanahan at the top, who sort of put this whole thing together, because how many first-round exits can you have? But I think in a, a COVID-shortened season, Tony, you know, 56 games, no fans, all these other elements that I think there would be calls for blood. Let's say the Habs won in five. This market would be nuts here. Uh, but I don't think they, they would do anything. I don't think they would do anything rash. Uh, a series, most of the moves they made this year have been pretty solid. If it doesn't happen in a four game, you know, in a best of seven series, I think you'll get, I don't think anybody will get fired. You might, you know, some something will have to change with the core, like something significant. Like will you trade, like does William Nylander or somebody like that get traded in the off season? I think you'd have to do something semi-significant like that but I don't think anybody gets fired. want to talk to you about Austin Matthews as good as he has been over the past couple of years. I mean, this season saw him take the next step. I mean, what an unbelievable scoring season he had. And I was watching, uh, I was watching uh, the Colorado Avalanche in their first game versus St. Louis and Nathan McKinnon decided to put it in fifth gear in period number three. And, and the, uh, the, the St. Louis blues couldn't match that. And I'm wondering in your opinion, who has more pressure McKinnon Matthews or Connor McDavid? I'm giving you three stars. Who's got more pressure in these playoffs? Tony, you're flipping things on me. When I do the quiz, I ask these damn questions. <laughs> um, uh, McDavid, I don't, geez, that's a great question. I guess I'm going to say Austin Matthews because of the market. I think that McDavid has had such a season that if the Oilers fail, let's say he doesn't have a great series, but it'll continue to be, well, he doesn't have enough around him even though what they've built around him is better than it's been in past years. With McKinnon, same deal. Uh, I think it's it's time for that guy to win. They're my pick to win the Stanley Cup, Colorado. But still, it's Colorado. And it doesn't compare to a marketplace like Toronto or Montreal or, or Edmonton. So I'm going to say Austin Matthews, as great as the season has been, if he you know, suddenly goes quiet in the playoffs and the Leafs go out, uh, I mean, if you ask me that question differently with who has the more pressure of the teams, I say Toronto. Mm-hmm. And, and Austin Matthews is the face of that franchise. So I think it's clearly Austin Matthews. A shout-out to Excellent Photo, locally family-owned store on Park Avenue in Montreal, centrally located close to downtown shopping and universities ships to all of Canada. Speaking of photos, excellentphoto.ca, James Duthie, paint a picture for me in which you can see the Canadians upsetting Toronto. How would it go down? Would it be a scoring series, a defensive series, a physical series? What would what do you see? I would see uh, stealing one in the first two, like in overtime, a game where you get maybe slightly outplayed, but you hang around and you win in overtime. Uh, I would obviously carry price is going to have to be a major factor. And then special teams. I mean, that's, I would say, the number one concern. Well, two things. Goal. Goaltending, so Price plays really well, and the whole Jack Campbell thing or Freddie Anderson, if they end up going to him. Look, 
if Montreal has a chance to win the series, Freddie Anderson will probably play in goal at some point. And that combination doesn't work. That's a place where Montreal really should have an advantage. I know Price hasn't been really priced the last this season, basically, and he hasn't played in a month. But if Price can be, like I said, last year Price in the playoffs, if Campbell and Anderson flop a little bit, and special teams, as I started to say, the Toronto power play sucked for the last two months of the season. If Montreal can get his power play going and Toronto's can still be stagnant, I think basically all it takes is probably those couple of things, really, right? Yeah. You, you have a decisive goaltending edge. You have an edge in special teams. Suddenly the games are close. You steal a couple. And if, if Montreal can get up, this would be the one other thing I'd say, you know, with winning one of those first two games or maybe stealing game one, the pressure in Toronto because of what's happened in round ones of the past, I think will will elevate. I think it's really important for the Leafs to win the first game of the series, or at least take a two-one lead in the series. If they fall down two to one, then there's a, a lot of tight stick gripping and stuff that happens. So that's the way I think it would be the the way it would unfold. The beauty of the NHL playoffs, we've seen some amazing overtime games already early on in the playoffs. Of course, we saw uh, the Minnesota game versus Vegas go to overtime. That was game one. The first two games of the series between the Boston Bruins and the Washington Capitals went to overtime. But the beauty of the NHL playoffs is there's always an upset. If there's going to be one, James Duthie, who will it be and why? Uh, oh, I'd probably go Minnesota-Vegas. and I, I mean, Tony, I'm cheating on that, right? Because they won the first game. Of course. But I really feel like that entire division is is uh, is messy. Like Colorado looked really good last night, but I said before that game, it wouldn't shock me if St. Louis upset Colorado. I still think St. Louis has some Stanley Cup pedigree in there. So I'll take many because I just think they're a team that nobody talked about at all, all year, and had a really fantastic season and have a lot of good pieces in there. And they also played Vegas ridiculously, ridiculously well all yep. season long, and I think won the season series. So uh, that would be the one I would take. But, man, Tony, I, I, I look around at these series, and we've seen it from the first weekend. There's not a lot out there that would surprise me. They're all they're all so close, particularly in the – I think the Canadian series, you know, have the potential, despite everything I just said. You know, Edmonton and Toronto should, should both win those series if you look at season matchups and all that, you know, in six games or less. Uh, and I think you look at every single series, maybe Carolina over Nashville might be lopsided. Besides that, every single one of those, I think, has the potential to go long. Go to sportbuffshop.com for all of your officially licensed sports apparel and more. Use code 615 for 15% off on all of their items. And you can pick one up of your favorite sports team, of course, and some of your favorite stars like Sidney Crosby and Alex Ovechkin. I want to talk to you about them. These playoffs... Uh, Crosby, let's just say Pittsburgh loses out in round one, and then all of a sudden they start to trade away players next year because they want to revamp and they want to get younger. Are you convinced that Crosby is going to retire a Penguin? I think it's still 90%. I believe Darren Drager, my colleague and insider, raised the possibility earlier in the season that if the scenario that you just laid out happened, that they would look at both Crosby and Malkin. And, hey, it's 2021. I suppose anything can happen. I still think they find a way. You know, Mario's still involved there that 
that he retires and stays his entire career as a Pittsburgh Penguin the same way the same way Mario did. I, I think it'll be talked about, Tony, for sure, if they go out in the first round again. Uh, they haven't won a playoff series in a while. They had a great season and finished first, although that's a pick'em series against the Islanders for sure. But I still think I'd still put it at eighty-five to ninety percent that Sid retires at Pittsburgh Penguin. I know we're in the playoffs here, but it seems like every time I bring up the name Crosby, I feel compelled to bring up the name Ovechkin, as do all hockey fans. So I know it's the playoffs, but do you think he'll beat Wayne Gretzky's regular season record of 894 goals? Ovechkin will, yes or no? It's funny. We first brought that up on the panel a couple of years ago, and I think I was scoffed at by some of the guys saying, that's a that's ludicrous. No one will. And then, you know, he had a couple more 50-goal seasons or close to it, and and then it became realistic. I would have, if you asked, asked me that question just before COVID, I would have said yes, 100%. The fact that they lost, you know, uh, a third of a season last year, that they lost uh, another half of a season almost this year, basically, I think it hurts them a little bit more. But the fact, you're, you're going to ask, you're looking for an answer. So I'll say yes, because the whole Russian machine doesn't break down. Uh, I think he's going to be able to hang around. He stayed healthy almost his entire career and, you know, maybe play till 41 and get, you know, 18 goals at a, as a 41 year old or something and, and break it just barely that way. Uh, if he's motivated and there's still, he hasn't really talked about it enough, but I think quietly as the, you know, if he has a couple more really great years that he'll hang around for the, you know, the three or four extra to get 20 a year and get it. We share the same opinion. If he plays into his 40s, he beats it. If he retires before the age of 40, I don't think he does. All right, okay, here in Montreal, uh, it, there's a huge controversy right now. Huge, huge, huge. Uh, a lot of the fan base wants the team to play the kids. The Canadians, down the stretch, play 25, of, uh, in 25 games in 43 days. Dominic Ducharme said... This is unheard of in professional sports. It's a condensed schedule. We've crammed the amount of games in, in, in a short amount of time. Uh, guys were beat up. Guys looked tired. The Canadians looked out of gas. All right. Mm -hmm. And Montrealers, if you're tired of going to the gas station, you can use Fuel It service. Whether you're at home, work, or anywhere in between, download the Fuel It Canada app today. Fuel It bringing gas to the 21st century. You like the way I did that, huh? That was like a very, can do. You know, I've done a lot of ad reads in my time, Tony. That was pretty damn smooth. Thank you. I appreciate that. All right. So a lot of the fan base thought they're out of gas. Mm -hmm. They start the playoffs now. They're going to start with Eric Stahl, 35-36. Corey Perry, 35-36. Uh, Paul Byron, who's 31 or 32. Older players. And Jesperi Kakanyemi is not playing game one. Cole Caulfield's not playing game one. And it's kind of like mixed messages because the Canadians were supposed to be retooling and revamping a couple of years ago to get younger. And now they're in this situation where these young guys can gain experience and yet they're not playing them. Would you start the veterans or would you start the kids? 100% the kids. I, I personally think this is nuts. Uh, and I know Kotkaniemi hasn't been great. Uh, Caulfield in particular, I think, you know, how a guy comes in and gets two OT winners in his first handful of games. And I know he's a little bit all over the place uh, and, you know, probably hasn't fully grasped the pro game and tight playoff games and back checking and yada, yada, yada. I don't care. 
if you're the underdog, the way Montreal is in this series, to me, I look at that lineup and say, you're not playing to win, you're playing not to lose. To me, Caulfield's like the ultimate X factor that you could have. And when we were doing our playoff preview yesterday, and that was the first time I learned that they didn't have him in the in the projected lineup to start, I, I frankly can't believe it. You don't have to give him necessarily a 100% regular shift or whatever, but that kid can change a game and do things that there's not a lot of guys in, on that ice and in the Bleu Blanc Rouge that, that can do that. And so I would definitely play the kids for, A, I think it's your better chance to win, and B, for the same reason you said, uh, this is experience that if you don't think you're going to win the Stanley yeah. Cup this year, then getting Kotkaniemi and Caulfield experience like this, I think, is valuable going forward. And I don't think Montreal is going to win the Stanley Cup this year. Dominic Ducharme actually also announced today that uh, Alexander Romanov will not start either. John Merrill, who was acquired by the Detroit Red Wings, will. So the only player the Canadians have in their lineup to start game one under 24 years of age is 21-year-old Nick Suzuki. You brought up Kotkaniemi before, mm-hmm. and the fact he struggled. I think it's 0 for his last 24 or 0 for his last 25 or something uh, like that. The decision to draft Kotkaniemi years ago at number three, ahead of a guy like Brady Kachuk, had a lot of people scratching their head back then. The Canadians clearly drafted by position and not by best player available. When you think of it today, what they did a couple of years ago and passed on Brady Kachuk, passed on Quinn Hughes for Kotkaniemi, what does it say to you? Too early. Too early, Tony. I just, I think that we all make that mistake uh, you know, fan bases in every city, you, you can go back and find every single team in the NHL and some draft in the last five years, you know, except the guys that have picked first, that yeah. there was, there's somebody or a couple players after that, yeah, you could have taken, in retrospect could have taken. Uh, you know, we're only a couple years into this kid's career. So, you know, in five years, if Brady Kachuk and Quinn Hughes are have become what they look like they're going to become, and Kotkaniemi hasn't developed. Obviously, you can look back and say that was a massive mistake. But I just don't think you can do that this early on, guys. Um, you know, players develop so late. This this is the one that just popped into my head. And it's not a draft mistake. But, uh, you know, Zibanejad in Ottawa. You know, Ottawa Ottawa gets Zibanejad. They try to develop him. They spend two or three years on him. And then they give up. And they trade him to the Rangers. And look what he becomes. And... That's not the same example as what we're talking about, but you know what I mean? Like, I hear you, yeah. I, I think it's wrong to give up on a guy like that early when perhaps in two more years, Kakaniami could be a star. He certainly showed, you know, enough little hints uh, up until the slump this year where it looked like he was going to be something special. So I, I just think that's a silly game to play at this point in time. I'm Tony Marinero. It's the Sick Podcast, and you can listen to us and watch us on all social media platforms. He is James Duthie of TSN. You brought up Cole Caulfield's name a couple of minutes ago. Mm-hmm. Head coach of the Canadians, Dominic Ducharme, will tell you, James, goals are scored differently in the playoffs than they are in the regular season. And yes, Cole Caulfield scored four goals in seven games, but those two overtime winners were three-on-three hockey which you won't see in the playoffs. Yeah. That, you say what? I say, okay, fair enough. And even if you don't play in first game, fair enough. But I, I still think he's a game breaker. And I, I think you need something special to happen to win this series. 
And he's the kind of guy that can do something like that. Uh, you know, power play is a big part of the playoffs and it's five on four or sometimes five on three and it's not three on three, but I think he could be, you know, you could use him potentially in there. I, yeah, like I said, I just think that when you're the underdog, you got to try stuff. And I still think that, you know, they're going to be in, if it's four, one Toronto in game one, then I want to see Caulfield and Kotkaniemi or some combination thereof in game two. Uh, I just think you're playing the, what you're saying, Tony, what, you know, Dominic Ducharme knows more about hockey and coaching than I do hundred percent. I'm just a host, but I just think you're, you're coaching in a traditional way. Uh, and when you're the inferior roster, which I think Montreal is that you have to, you need something special to happen. And yeah. I think Caulfield's a guy that can make something special happen. I'm torn on this because listen, I understand the merits of Stanley cup experience and having an Eric Stahl and a Corey Perry and all that stuff in your lineup. Really? I get it. I do. And I understand that. I understand what those guys bring to the table, but I look at it this way and I say, it's going to be pretty hard for Toronto not to score uh, less than two goals a game. So let's just say Toronto scores at least two goals every game. You're going to need three to win. And now you're depriving yourself of a guy who can put the puck in the net, who has young legs, who can get there on the power play, who can get there, who probably has more juice than a lot of these other guys. And look, I do believe we're going to see pretty much everyone in this series because there will be changes that will be made to the lineup. But I'm uh, I'm a little bit torn on this situation because I, I, I get it, but I totally understand your point. It almost seems like by playing the veterans – they believe that they're neck and neck with Toronto or maybe a slight favorite and have to hang on to win a defensive game. Instead of saying we're the underdog, we're going to need all the help that we can get to generate offense. That's exactly what I think. You're, you're doing all the stuff that they always do in hockey, and there's a reason for that. But I just don't think it works in a situation when you have inferior talent. And uh, like I said, I just think, that X factors can make a difference, particularly when there's an upset. So I don't have a massive problem game one, Tony. Yeah. Like I said, so see how it goes in game one. And, you know, maybe they win game one and prove me completely wrong. But I just think if Montreal wins this, if Montreal is to win this series, going back to a question you asked me earlier, that Cole Caulfield is going to have to score a big goal or two somewhere along the way. And if Toronto wins a very long series and the catalyst is not Matthews and it's not Marner and it's not Tavares who obviously are the usual suspects who could be the unsung hero well I mean the obvious would be Zach Hyman just because he's been that basically for two years for Toronto and he's been out and hasn't played in a few weeks and I just think I think a lot of people roll their eyes when people in Toronto talk about Zach Hyman because it's one of those things where Oh, if the guy wasn't a Leaf, no one would be talking about him. And, uh, you know, that's fair enough. We do that at, at TSN at times. <laughs> but if if Zach Hyman was a Montreal Canadian, you guys would love him because he's... And I was a non-believer, too, at the beginning. I'm like, how's this guy... The first two years, we sat on the panel and said, how's this guy playing on the top line? But this year, I think, has been really different. He, like, he is a critical player who makes things so much easier for whatever line he's on, whether he's playing with Marner or Matthews. If he's on the third line, the third line's fantastic. So I think just that's a guy who's a massive difference maker for Toronto. Uh, you know, if not, it'll be really interesting to see what where Felino fits in. This was their yeah. big acquisition at the deadline, leadership and everything else. Um, 
you know, right now I think he's slotted on the second line with, with Nylander and Tavares. Can he fit in there? Uh, those are the two guys I think that are sort of along the way talking about Cof- Caulfield, uh, sort of X factors. Okay. I'll keep you for about another minute. you ready for a couple of speed questions. Yeah, let's go. Who's going to be the next coach of the New York Rangers? And this is, I'm going to kill your speed round right now. Gallant. Arizona. Gallant. Seattle. (laughs) Oh, geez. I don't have good answers on these ones yet. Uh, Pass. I don't think Babcock's going to get any of them. How's that? You don't think so, eh? No, I don't think so. How about Claude Julien? I think Claude deserves one of those jobs. Uh... But I'm not sure. Like New York, I don't know. Uh, Seattle, maybe Arizona for Claude. And that, you know, again, I'm just throwing this off the top of my head. I'm just, uh, I yeah, don't exactly know what they're looking for. But I don't know if they can afford him. Well, that's true too. They probably want somebody for about 150 grand a year. Yeah. So you know, you know what that right, means. I killed, right? I killed your speed round. That, that means I'm probably going to be coaching Arizona. No, I'm not qualified for that either. Are you telling me that you don't think Mike Babcock will ever coach another game in the National Hockey League? Do you think he's done? No, I didn't say that. I don't okay. think he's done. I just think he's done. I think the when you go through what he went through, sorry, he didn't go through anything, but you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, I think that it's another year, maybe another year before he gets one. All right. In ending, who do you want to see the win the cup? And who do you think will win the cup? I want to see the Montreal Canadiens, of course, Tony. Uh, great answer. Uh, honestly, I, I would love to see a Canadian team win the cup. Uh, I, I really do not have any bias, except I'm biased toward Canadian teams. It's more fun in our business when when Canadian teams are involved late. And so whoever comes out of the North, I would love to see win the Stanley Cup. I don't care which of the four it is. I picked Colorado. I still think Colorado is the best all-around team, although it's tough to get out of that division. Um, but I have not much confidence because I think I could go eight teams deep and make a case for probably eight teams to win it. But I think the Avs have the, the deepest all-around roster and are going to win the Stanley Cup. James Duthie, you're so fantastic at what you do. I hope this was as fun for you as it was for me. Thanks, man. Uh, Tony, thanks. Uh, great finally talking to you. Uh, thanks, Sammy, for having me on. Uh, it's an awesome podcast and awesome with everything that he's done and everything he's accomplished. So I really appreciate the time. Thank you. All right. Now let's go to our handicapper. It's my buddy Cash with Run My Bets. Cash. It's time for Sick Bits. Brought to you by my bookie. Go to mybookie.ag slash the sick podcast to place your bets. Use code SICKPICKS. For a 50% deposit bonus or use code PICK10 for a free $10 bet without even having to deposit. Cash, what do you got for me today? What's happening, guys? I've got two picks for you guys. One's going to be a plus-priced series future. I also have a pick for game one of the series opener on Thursday between the Maple Leafs and the Canadians. Let's start with the series, guys. I like I like Montreal to win, guys. There's value on Montreal 100%. You're going to get them at plus 280 my number was around plus 230. You're going to get them plus 280 on my bookie. Very good number, guys. It's going to be a tighter series. A lot of people think Toronto is going to destroy Montreal. I'm not sure that that's going to happen. Am I projecting Montreal to win? Honestly, I'm not sure. But at plus 280, there's value you can't turn down, and that's part of the game, guys. Don't hammer it. Don't slam it. Put a unit. That's where my money is going to be tonight. For Thursday for Thursday night's home opener, guys, I'm looking at over five and a half goals. 
They played 10 times during the regular season. The over was always five and a half. It went five and five. The reason why I'm looking for goals on Thursday night is because Montreal needs to score to keep up with Toronto. We all know Toronto's going to get their goals. They're going to get their three, four goals. Montreal's going to need to produce to stay in that. They know that. That's why I'm taking the over. I like the pick, guys. So book Montreal series future plus 280. There's serious value there. Like I said, my number was plus 230. I think you're getting quite a bit of value there. And I like the over in game one, over five and a half goals, guys. Let's cash it. He's run my bets and he's my buddy Cash. Thanks, man. I'm Marinero, the Sick Podcast, another episode. You can listen to us on all social media platforms and follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at the Sick Podcast. And that's a wrap. Hope you don't miss us too much until next time. Follow the Sick Podcast on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Google Play, and Apple Podcasts. The Sick Podcast is brought to you by Essentia, the world's only natural memory foam mattress beyond organic sleep.